This is the Mayor Greg Fisher Podcast. I'm Graham Shelby. I work in the mayor's office, and I'm joined by the 50th Mayor of Louisville, Greg Fisher, Mayor. Let's just get right to it. I've got great news here today. People have been wanting this for a long time. Exciting announcement about brand new stadium soccer development, including a professional soccer stadium leading a $200 million total value district right on the edge of downtown. That is awesome news. There's a bunch of folks that have gotten it to this point. Number one, the fans. Uh, between the Heretics and the Coopers, the clubs are awesome, and they generate such energy and excitement at the game. Uh, you got the coach, who's built a great team, the players who have really been there pioneering this from the very beginning. We compete for the title every year, and then, of course, it wouldn't happen without the owners. The vision that they've had, the money they continue to invest, the owners are not making any money. This is a long-term play for them, but they're stepping up to make this happen as well. So we can build a wonderful stadium here, in our community that's going to add to the glory of our city as we keep pursuing professional soccer here in Louisville. It's an exciting day. What makes this deal a good investment for the city? Well, what I like about it is it's going to create really strong economic impact and catalyze further economic impact as well in a contiguous area. We've been able to put three different parcels together in one 40-acre developable parcel and right now that is really, a, for the most part, a brownfield for the city. So we take that brownfield out. It's right next to the central business district as well. And then it helps us to grow on the enthusiasm of soccer that we've got going on in the city. Uh, soccer is a sport that obviously is attractive to everybody, but especially millennials and our international population as well. We want to compete for an MLS franchise at some point in time. Having a dedicated soccer stadium is required for that. And the USL, the league that we're in right now, Louisville City's been doing a great job on the field and off the field. This is a way the city can be a partner with them to help grow that to greater heights as well. And then it also leverages Metro funds. We're going to put $30 million into the deal. We'll be paid, be paid back about half of that over the life of the deal as well. So when you think about net $15 million, levering $185 million of private investment and investment we hope to get with the state as well, that's a good use of taxpayers' funds. So where will the money come from that benefits the city? Where does that? Well, a lot of these deals, uh, you know, people get like confused by these acronyms like TIFFs uh, from the state, a tax increment financing uh, deal will be put together. And what that basically means is uh, right now there's very little tax revenue being generated from the land that is there. When $200 million of projects are there, think about the taxes that flow off of those that the city and the state never received those taxes before. So that revenue, if you will, is what helps to pay for projects like this. So it's taking uh, property that has very little tax basis to it, putting it together, and then developing it into something that has great value. Revenues that come off of that help pay for the project. So this is a 40-acre property, and tell us again exactly where it is. Well, people think of it between Nulu, Butchertown, and Waterfront Park. So as you're driving out I-64 eastbound, you can look over to the right, and there's even a sign-up right now, I think. It says, Build the Stadium. Uh, the, the tanks, there's three big tanks that were empty and part of a brownfield. That will be taken off also. So it's going to be a great front door. It's going to be a great look from the interstate for the city. And with as much development as we've got going on right now, $11 billion either under underway or announced, uh, 
for a piece of property so close to the central business district not to be developed is a real shame, and you're going to see great growth there. In effect, we're creating a stadium district. It's just a few blocks away from Louisville Slugger Field as well. So it's just going to be a great addition to the city and a wonderful piece of a property there. And so the other aspects of the district beside the stadium, what do you anticipate going in there? Uh, well, all types of mixed uses. So we see restaurants there, hotels there, office space uh, as well. So th- obviously Nulu and Butchertown and the Central Business District are hot areas right now. Waterfront Park obviously is a great spot. So it's that p- piece of land right in between all that. So I think developing it will be quite easy. So one obvious question is how does this deal compare with the financing deal that created the Yum Center? Well, it's night and day, and we were very attentive to that. Uh, so, number one, uh, the city does not own the stadium, nor are we going to build it. Uh, number two, we have control over the underlying asset, which is the land. Uh, number three, there is no annual obligation or payment on behalf of the city to anything associated with the stadium itself. If this deal does not go forward for some reason, there are numerous backstops in this deal, as well as exit opportunities where we can recoup any of the expenses that the city has put forth into the project. And then for the overall deal, the city's contribution is about $30 million. For the 25 acres outside of the 15 acres that the stadium is being built on, the city will be paid back as that land is developed by the developer who's affiliated with the stadium. So let's see if I got this. The city is buying 40 acres of essentially prime land just east of downtown. And on this 40 acres, you're going to, the owners of the Louisville FC football club, soccer team, will build a stadium with their own money. And then surrounding, that'll be about 15 acres of it. And then on the other 25 acres, you're expecting development, you know, hotel, restaurant, things like that. And the city will benefit from all the jobs and taxes created by those businesses. Very good. Yeah, and the, and the taxes then will help pay for part of the project that the state's involved with through a tax increment financing deal. All right. So it's a great way that everybody can come together and create value where there is none right now and then also build on the popularity of soccer and the great job that Louisville City and all their fans are doing. You know, you're a, you're a business, as you like to say, you're a business guy who just happens to be mayor. How does negotiating a deal like this from the perspective of city government compare with negotiating a deal between two businesses? That's very similar. And as people that will have negotiated with the city and, and me in my capacity as mayor sometimes say, they, they get a little upset because I think, frankly, in the past, uh, some deals that government has done uh, have not been done with a... Uh, private uh, citizens, investors' experience before. So we invest the city money like it's our own personal money. And so we want to see good returns. Uh, We want to see fair structures in place. We want to see win-wins as well. We want to see a win for the citizens if there's a win for the investors. Uh, We want to see backstops and exits, and all of that is built in. Talk a little bit about the other two major announcements this week about Heritage West and about uh, the Northeast Library groundbreaking. Heritage West is really exciting because 
we've been trying to find a great use for those 24 acres at uh, 30th and Ali. Uh, prime real estate, it's hard to have contiguous property like that. And I'm really proud of the way that we've used community listening. The West Louisville Community Coalition has been our lead on this for deep community engagement to come up with the project that was meaningful and significant toward the neighborhood and have economic clout behind it in terms of attracting people, growing jobs as well. And then to have the focus on indoor track and field, uh, which there is a tremendous demand for, especially for uh, athletes and tourists to come and visit the city and compete at this site uh, at the high school level, the collegiate level, uh, the U.S. Olympic level. I think it can bring a lot of folks to West Louisville from outside, but also then movement from the city, all parts of the city. So part of the goal with this is to make sure that people are moving throughout the city so they understand every neighborhood needs to be important. Great partnership, great proposal with the Louisville Urban League as well. So we look forward to working with them to make sure this project comes to fruition. And yesterday you broke ground at the Northeast Regional Library. Tell us a little about that. Well, that's really uh, symbolic and important, I think, for the city and for me. Lifelong learning is the first value of the city. Any great city's got learning going on all the time. So this will be the final library and the regional library plan. Uh, we started with the Southwest Regional Library, then South Central, and now the Northeast. This is a campus-type setting because of the land that we own next to the YMCA out there. So this will be just another jewel in our library system. The increase in usage of our new libraries is almost doubled once we open them. Tremendous pieces of architecture, uh, adding new vitality to the communities that they go in. With the completion of the Northeast Regional Library, We've met our goal of proximity in terms of Louisvillians being close to a library. So all of these are multi-million dollar projects. Yep. Uh, there are going to be people who say that government shouldn't be spending this kind of money, That gonna be, who are going to argue with you about the price tag on these. What do you say to them? Well, these are all smart deals because of the different leverage that we get back uh, from compared to the city money that's going in. So in the instance of the Northeast Regional Library, that will be bonded money. Uh, so that's about an $18 million project. About f $4 million or so comes from the state. 500000 comes from the city of Linden. The Public Library uh, Foundation will be putting in another several million dollars on that. So it's a good way to leverage city money. Uh, you've heard about the uh, soccer stadium and district down there. That's the city netting $15, $16 million, then $185 million on top of that. And then the Heritage West project will be a combination of foundation money, sponsor money, and then some city money as well. So these are the way you grow a city. You have to invest to have a quality-built environment that both keeps people here and then attracts people to move here. And you better believe we're competing with other cities that do the same thing. So we need to invest smart. We need to invest in the right amenities. And then people need to support them, which they do day in and day out. Mayor, thanks very much. Okay, good to be with you. We're joined now by Sadiqa Reynolds. She is the president of the Louisville Urban League. Sadiqa, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So the Louisville Urban League is partnering with the city on the development of the Heritage West property at 30th and Ali. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about that project and how it came together. Well, um, it's a multi-use sports facility with track and field as the anchor. 
it, it is really going to be exciting uh, what, what we are predicting and not predicting because we haven't done some research, but actually the Sports Commission is saying this could bring twenty to 30,000 um, people into West Louisville with disposable income. So it's a pretty big deal if you think about the amount of traffic, foot traffic, car traffic, um, folks needing to eat, sleep somewhere. Uh, this will have an impact on not just West Louisville, but also the city of Louisville. And it really came about, I think, uh, many years ago or several years ago, um, the city assembled this land, assuming that if we put it together, a company will come and uh, put the land up for sale. That didn't happen as expeditiously as folks might have wanted or um, need, certainly needed, quite frankly. And so then you had Stephen Riley and his team at Seed Capital that really came up with a phenomenal vision and engage the community and we're going to develop the food port and when the anchor tenant changed its business plan or business model and then the food port uh, wasn't we realized that wasn't going to work i really kind of thought about what could we build in west louisville that would really be an anchor and a magnet a game changer for this part of the city and um, i knew that it had to be something that did not rely solely on, um, you know, people from other places coming in to sort of do a favor to keep this business open. We really needed to create something that was unique and that you couldn't get somewhere else. You couldn't necessarily find somewhere else. And so while the idea of an indoor sports complex is not unique because there are many of them around the country, um, to have that in West Louisville is, is, is a pretty unique thing. And um, more importantly, regionally, this is something that people are going to come from miles and miles. And what I love about this idea is the people who will come in and use this facility from out, ta- out of town, they won't have any hangups about driving beyond 9th Street because they won't even understand what our issues are. They're going to punch that address into their GPS, and they're going to drive to wherever their son or daughter's running the 100-yard dash or the 100-meter, whatever, and um, and they're going to show up. And then they're going to get there, and they're going to get hungry, and they're going to go somewhere and buy food. And if we do a two-day meet, they're going to spend the night. And so this immediately puts Louisville on the map as it relates to uh, track and field, again, a destination city for that. And so... Um, Oh, it, this, there's so many reasons why this is a great thing. And job creation is not just limited to inside that building, right? What's going to happen, that's going to be a really organic thing. Because I've talked about 20,000 people, 30,000 people coming in with disposable income. They're eating, they're sleeping, they're doing all the things people do in your city when they come to visit you. And, and, and also that traffic creates a certain amount of safety as well. There's safety in numbers. There's safety in having positive activities. And so um, when I think about that, when I think about our young people being able to go into this center and practice or compete there, but then also to go in and see folks who are going to qualify for the Olympics, who they can then watch on television. To, and, and what I love about track and field it doesn't take a lot of money to be a rock star. I mean, look at people from the poorest communities in this world are winning gold medals. So uh, in every way imaginable, this is a game changer. Talk about what you, well, first tell me about the timeline, you know, if, if everything goes according to plan. And then talk about what you envision springing up around uh, the facility once it's built. 
So it's a 24-acre lot, so the facility does need to be able to seat at least 4,000 people in order to ever host uh, NCAA tournaments or some of the larger tournaments. And so that means you're going to have to have a lot of parking, and we are not going to be able to build a parking garage, so people need to know that is not going to happen because the parking garage is something like $20,000 of space compared to way, way less than that if you do a parking lot. Uh, So that's the first thing. So think about the size of the parking, size of the venue itself. And then, of course, you'd like to have lots of green space and fields outside as well, an outdoor facility, too, because we've got a lot of local track teams. And, of course, they'd use inside, but also outside. We've got different people who want to practice, and so we need to have that um, available. And hopefully we can get some other fields in there. Lots of people playing soccer these days. There are flag football teams in West Louisville. All kinds of wonderful things happening, and we like to support you know, as much as we possibly can with the understanding that this is going to cost a half a million dollars a year to operate, right? So, I mean, to turn the lights on, to drop that hydraulic floor, half a million dollars to operate. So you got to be clear about the need to generate revenue. That's why I've been really talking about it in terms of this is a convention center for athletes located in West Louisville. That's how I see this. And so I don't want people to think about community center or to think about a YMCA. There's going to be a YMCA that I hope will be able to thrive down at 18th and Broadway. And then we've got organizations like the Urban League and LCCC doing some wonderful things around children and out-of-school time stuff. LCCC, Louisville Central Community Center. Louisville Central Community Center, Louisville Urban League. Got some, we've got some wonderful churches in community that are doing some really good OST stuff. So I don't want people to think about this displacing any of that. That's not what this is. This is a different type of thing. And so when you ask about the timeline, uh, in a perfect world, and the world's never been perfect, uh, but I think this is going to 18 to 24 months to build, I guess, something like that. So around 2020, we could uh, be looking at moving and shaking. And it's, and it's a phase thing. So you want the track and the parking. And then what else would be around? Around that space, you're going to have retail as well. And in my mind, in my mind, and I am not an architect, so <laughs> let me say, I think you could do track and some of the retail at the same time, if you depending on how you build that. But then in another phase, in another uh, year or two, You'd, you'd like to see hotel development. And, it, and that would just be organic as long as you have the numbers of people coming in. And with, um, with the need for these indoor sports complexes um, in the country, I think we shouldn't see any problem with that. And, and this is not me as the president of the Urban League saying this right because there's certainly I have to know what my lane is. But I am very capable of relying on people like the Sports Commission, Carl Schmidt at the Sports Commission and his team. Um, And then the USA Track and Field Association, uh, Duffy, has been working with us extensively over the past year. So these are people who do this for a living, who are are talking about what we might be able to do with this kind of facility. You mentioned that a lot of folks in this part of the city Mm -hmm. have have seen a lot of possible, a lot of plans made. And there are folks who... uh, want to be shown what's going to happen before they will sort of buy into it. What, how, what do you say to them, and, and what kind of, kind of reaction have you gotten so far from the community 
Overwhelmingly positive reaction. I mean, and people have been positive all along. I've really been talking about it for the past year. And and I want to say, I'm not the first person to talk about this. I am not suggesting at all that this is an original idea. Other cities in this country have built these facilities. Um, but we have been specifically talking about this facility in this location for about a year. And um, overwhelming, positive, positive responses. Of course, there are people who feel like we have been burned in West Louisville. We've seen things, we've heard them, we've heard them talked about, and then it doesn't happen for whatever reason. And there are plenty of fingers to point. And then in some cases, there are no fingers. It just didn't happen. Uh, so there are people who really need to see it. I want to see it to believe it. I would say to them, that's okay, I understand, but try very hard not to be a naysayer. Try very hard to be hopeful and at least um, cheer. Don't do things to detract from the positivity that's happening because you really need positivity when you're trying to raise $30 million, I can assure you. And so people really need to think about the power of their words and the power of their thoughts. And that's around everything. I'm all into, you know, even for your own mental health sometimes. So certainly for the health of this project and for the health of the community, we'd like for people to um, to be positive. But we are realistic and understand that folks have been burned and they want to see something done. And so hopefully it will not take us long to show and prove on this one. And what I can say to people is I am not them. And this is, I mean, what do you I, mean? I am not whoever it was that didn't build that building or didn't do that thing. And so um, I've really tried to be intentional about the partners. I mean, I think it says something that people like Jim Host, uh, Tim Malloy, Val Jones, uh, David Tandy, uh, Anthony Leachman, Lisa Thompson, you know, would come to the table, spend some time with me talking about these things. If folks um, don't know who those names are, can you summarize who, what kind of folks you're talking about? I mean, these are just people who care about community that work in various places and various fields. Some of them are pretty wealthy um, business owners, business leaders. Uh, some of them are community leaders in different ways, but uh, some of them are developers. But the point is that there are people who care deeply. They don't live in West Louisville necessarily, um, but they care enough to sit and have this conversation and to um, have their names somehow tied to it, even if it was just to say, listen, this is something I would support. This is something that could make money. It makes sense to try and do this. So I think this is different. And I, I really uh, believe, I, I just, I believe that this is a game changer for this city and for West Louisville. I think uh, I said to somebody yesterday in Harlem, when Harlem didn't have a lot of other things, Harlem had Sylvia's and Harlem had the Apollo Theater. And when people get off the plane or the Greyhound bus and we want to say, let me show you where is that thing that you want to show them located? We need something past Ninth Street. Sadiqa Reynolds is president of the Louisville Urban League. Sadiqa, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. You can subscribe to the Mayor Greg Fisher podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, wherever you get podcasts. And you can keep up with the mayor himself online. He's in constant motion through Facebook, Periscope, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm Graham Shelby. Thanks for listening to the Mayor Greg Fisher podcast. <laughs>